0: This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Clay Young Show. Glad to have you back again for another edition of The Clay Young Show. As luck would have it, I'm Clay Young. Here in the chair inside of the Podcast 225 studios, and we got another good one for you. Man, we haven't uh, we had had a stinker yet. We've had some interesting ones especially those that have had Richard Condon on. Uh, But we've got one today that has, I'm sure, piqued the interest of a lot of people. Our guest on this week's show is Gary Chambers. Gary is the publisher of The Rouge Collection, an online publication, and he, I think, would self-admit that he is a controversial figure in this town right now. The discussion over what will happen with law enforcement in Baton Rouge is a multi-layered one. And Gary's name has popped up in this discussion on the side of some people who like him and on the side of other people who despise him. And he is here today to tell you where he stands in long-form conversation to describe to you his positions on a great number of subjects. Uh, I can tell you that uh, as I sit to record this open, we have already conducted the interview. And you will hear him talk about law enforcement. You will hear him respond to what he disagreed with in the interview with Sergeant Brian Taylor with the Baton Rouge Police Department. He addresses the subject of whether or not he will work for Mayor President Sharon Weston Broom. That's right. He talks about it candidly. We talk about that residency legislation that popped up last year, told him where I stood on it, and we had a conversation about it. He talked about promotions in the Baton Rouge Police Department. And I don't want to give too much away there because I want you to listen to the entire interview. Let me tell you something. It is not short on fire or entertainment and in some ways enlightenment. Uh, you know, After the Taylor show, he reached out to me wanting a chance to rebut. We had a conversation about it and absolutely... Uh, He's here to do it and I can tell you right now we're going to do a part two to our discussion mostly because there were a great number of things that we couldn't get to in this show and this one ran the interview ran about 51 minutes so you can imagine I mean we probably could have sat and knocked out uh, two interviews today but I had a pretty full schedule going on here and we were only able to and I'm sure he did too we were only able to work in that one conversation so You will get a chance to hear from him yourself, hear his position on a great number of subjects from race to racism to police to community policing to the discussion about a job in the mayor's office and what that may mean. All of that, of course, is a high quality version of a tease. That is meant to get you to stick around after this quick break as our guest will be Gary Chambers here on The Clay Young Show. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast Five will be
1: launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more,
0: Call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today.
1: This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. This is The Clay Young Show
0: on Podcast225.com. Back with Gary Chambers, the man behind the Rouge Collection. Uh, I I could use an adjective like controversial. I could say a phrase like lightning rod and uh, something of that nature. But, you know, jumping right in, uh, Sergeant Brian Taylor with BRPD was on here sitting in that very chair about three weeks ago and he was talking about the, the the status of law enforcement in Baton Rouge and the relationship between the rank and file and the mayor's office. And you took great umbrage to a lot of what he said, and we talked about it. And you wanted to be able to come on and address everything point by point. So I'll just ask your general reaction to that show and what you took what you disagreed
1: with. Well, first of all, thank you for having me and, and giving me the opportunity to talk. Um, I think that uh, Sergeant Taylor uh, gave a very biased perspective of policing in Baton Rouge. Okay. Um, I do believe we have a good police department, um, but that's as far as I'll go in 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 praise. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I think we spend a lot of time talking about how police rate other police officers, um, but when you look at where. Uh, the real score or the real judgment of a police department should come from, it should come from the people that they serve. Um, and you've got half of our parish uh, that believes, or, or city, let me say it that way because we're talking about city police, yeah. uh, half of our city that believes that we need major wholesale change within the BRPD. Um, and so for Sergeant Taylor to just paint this narrative as if uh, those who want change are anti-cop, that that was one of the things that um, we need to kick that myth um, and, and just deal with it. Um, wanting an improved police department, wanting a police department that is reflective of the communities they serve, wanting a police department that respects and treats all people well is not... Being anti-police, it is actually being pro-police. We just want a police department uh, that that treats people better than what they've been treated in the past.
0: So let's talk about that. That's been one of the cases that you have been making about law enforcement. Some some evidence. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things you have a problem with with the way uh, you say BRPD treats you know people in the community. And I'm assuming you mean specifically in the inner city African Americans. Uh, let's talk about that. What are what are some, and I what are some of the cases you would make
1: that they aren't doing well by black folks in Baton Rouge? Communications is 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 one. Um, okay. How an officer gets out of the vehicle and interacts with people in African American communities versus white communities. Okay. Uh, an officer in a North Baton Rouge uh, incident gets out of the car more charged up, more heated. You see that in the the death of alton sterling blaine salamone gets out of the car he's charged up he's talking hostile um he tackles the man um he curses even after he's already shot the man uh, when you look at incidents like that i've seen officers get out of the car and immediately say get the fuck on the ground yeah uh, when you've got officers who get out of vehicles charged up like that you automatically escalate a situation right and these aren't isolated incidents. this doesn't happen uh, once in every 25 incidents probably yeah. it's yeah. probably every other incident depending on whether that officer had a bad day one thing I agree with uh, when, when law enforcement says these are human beings yeah. so these are people who are dealing with marital issues at home who are dealing with children that may be suspended who just had a bad day you know I just got one bad call and now I'm going to another bad call I'm ticked off but the reality is uh, a police officer is a paid professional. Sure. And so when they get out of the car, we no matter what that situation is, we are expecting officers to treat people professionally. Just because uh, you do a difficult job that, that is high stress yeah. does not give you the opportunity or the privilege to be disrespectful to anybody regardless of what they have done. What
0: would you say obviously interaction wise there are lots of interactions during the day. ratio it for me on you know percentage of officers in the black community that engage citizens there who are hostile
1: when they do I would say at least twenty five percent so you, you're saying far too many. you're
0: saying a fourth of the officers who engage and, and really truth be told, you don't want to see it at all i mean I, I'm sure the brass would say we shouldn't have officers engaging with people in a hostile way when they get out of cars and i'm not going to be naive and sit here and say that i don't believe that 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 doesn't that that happens and i'm not going to say that it only happens to black people no and that's that that, that's a fair because that's that's where i was going to ask you so you're saying one out of four interactions what about officers who talk about and i'll I'll, we'll, we'll go both sides of this what about officers who say they're treated like an occupying force
1: when they're in parts of baton rouge I think if you look at how you approach a community, that determines whether the community sees you as an occupying force. What would you do differently? I think, one, we've got to figure out. There's this argument that says police officers don't have time uh, to to engage the community in community policing, right, Uh, because they're responding to call after call. I think that there is uh, some validity to the fact that we need more officers on the force, that officers need to be paid better. Um, I think you get what you pay for. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. And if starting base salary is $35,000 a year, you're going to get a $35,000 officer. Um, But what we never talk about is that officers also get all this overtime. So the average salary of an officer is about $48,000 in BRPD. I said all of that to say that one of the things we've got to do is get officers in a position to understand the communities that they serve. Um, because you can't come from Denham Springs or from Ascension Parish into North Baton Rouge and understand the culture of the community, sure. just as I can't go into Denham Springs or Ascension and understand the culture of that community. You know, We had the, the
0: residency ordinance that was before the city council, I yes. guess, a little August. under a year ago now, Yeah, August of, of last year. I didn't agree with it, and let me tell you why because I don't think you can control that factor of where someone lives because we've got teachers who work in EBR who live in other places. We've got, you know, in business it works. Now I understand it's a little bit different, the interaction between police officers and the public because of the high stakes nature of the job. But I didn't think that that addressed anything because we have black officers and white officers who work in the city who don't live in the parish. I always wondered, what was that
1: going to accomplish? So for, for me personally, and, and I'm, a, I'm an advocate of uh, a residency requirement of some degree, Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you something that uh, alarmed me with Sergeant Taylor. Okay. Uh, when we were sitting down to have the conversations about the residency requirement, um, Councilwoman, Councilwoman Chawna Banks uh. Sat down with myself and uh, other members of the Blue Ribbon Commission. Mm-hmm. Chief Carl Dabety, uh was present. Uh, uh, the the head of the Magnolia Police Union was present. Sergeant Taylor would not attend those meetings. Um, so you're
0: saying he was invited and he wouldn't was attend. invited.
1: Okay. I can show you emails where he declined to come okay. uh, because he felt certain people shouldn't be at the table. <laughs> Were you one of them? I am the person okay. that he felt you are be the there. person. Um, and. That is a part of the problem, right? When you refuse to sit down and have a discussion with people that you disagree with There you can never find consensus or common ground when you don't even entertain a discussion the reason I'm an advocate for a residency requirement is because police officers have a responsibility to understand the communities they serve politicians Right. Public servants. We don't let someone from Ascension Parish or Livingston Parish run for Metro Council in East Baton Rouge Parish. It's a little bit different, though, that apples and oranges when you're talking about a set
0: district, whether city, state, you know, legislative, sub-district or whatever, versus someone who works in an area. I mean, you know, there are people who pastor churches in cities that they don't live in. And we never question that. And most of those people
1: don't understand their communities either.
0: And, and, you know, is is it fair to say that someone who does eight or nine hours in a place probably doesn't understand the culture of that place? Initially, I'd say yes. But let's say you've been working in an area for 10, 15, 20 years, Gary, and then you've been there long enough to where you you kind of get to know people. You've seen people's children grow up in an area. Isn't that a Isn't there a case to be made that people who are assigned to a specific area and have to stay there and be involved that that's a more effective way to get some
1: cohesion, as opposed to saying they gotta live there. But watch this, then you spend 10, 15 years before you understand the community. Yeah. You don't come into the community understanding. And the prime example, Blaine Salamone, a four year officer who kills Alton Sterling. Howie Lake, a four year officer who's a part of the incident that kills Alton yeah. Sterling. And so when you talk about officers getting to that point, yes, over a 10, 15 year period of time, I certainly believe that you can begin to understand the community. But but on the onset no and 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 because of that we even there was a compromise we said in the parish right and so when you live in the parish in East Baton Rouge Parish there's there's a financial component to this as well sure. okay because keeping officers in the parish keeps our tax dollars circulating within our parish which is an economic benefit there's another side to that the cars the cars that police officers drive, they take home. There's a cost benefit to keeping the cars within the parish or within the city limits because there's a fuel component to that where we're not spending those money. So there's, there's multi-facets to this, and the, the, the ultimate goal for us is not to dictate where people stay. It is to encourage people to live within the communities that they serve. Okay, that, that that's
0: the point I was going to ask you about. For many of the communities, how can you control... Well, maybe not control. How can you encourage people who live in an area to even want to be a police officer?
1: Well, I think number one, it's about the message and the branding of a police department. Uh, you're a PR guy; you understand Absolutely. marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this big, tough, strong guy approach uh, with with the incidents that we've seen from Tamir Rice to Trayvon Martin to uh, Eric Garner to Sandra Bland. Well, Trayvon count- Martin Trayvon wasn't killed Martin by wasn't a cop, on, but he was killed ju- by an idiot and he, a fool, but not a cop. He was, but it was still something that went through the judiciary where yeah. police were involved, and so. Oh, when, but
0: that wasn't on cops.
1: It and, was not on cops. I hate but, seeing
0: George Zimmerman's face or name anytime but, I see. that was not on cops
1: whenever you look at issues in the justice system right it was not a uh police interaction however how we deal with all of these situations they get bundled in we can come back to that because i want to
0: i want to give time for you to address everything you're talking about i'm in no rush but i i just want to go back to i do not hold police officers accountable for what george zimmerman did he was told on the phone don't get out of your car to pursue this kid he made a choice to get out of his car and he still got away with murder well I I agree with you because I think he got away with murder but I but that ain't on cops that's 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 on the 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 judiciary in that
1: system that's not on cops when you look at a wholesale of where African Americans view situations sure. where uh unarmed or armed African-american men are Are killed um, whether it be by a bystander or by a, a law enforcement officer the reason I bring Trayvon into it is because he is a part of the national narrative of things that have happened in the last four to five years listen
0: you're right. It's been controversial. And I, I told you where I stand on it. I, but we, we agree to disagree that that's and on that's cops. Fine. But I didn't we, say that we, it was on cops. But we both agree that I think the guy got away with murder. We do. agree I on think that. I think that he, if, if you look at the facts if we're only judging by the facts of the story and we're not going to reprosecute the Trayvon Martin
1: case. They he was given every direction to not do what he did. But but let me make the, the bigger picture point. The bigger picture point of Black Lives Matter and, and all of these things is not anti-police or anti-white people, right? Yeah. It is that when justice is absent in any of these situations, whether law enforcement is involved or a citizen is involved, yeah. where there's an absence of justice, there is an outcry from people.
0: And, and I want to come to that. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Let's go back to the let's put a, a pin in the residency thing and then we'll move on. What was the purpose of the effort? Let's take the legislative part of this out of it. What is the intent? Is Was the intent, and even even the Chamber of Commerce stuff about the economy, what's the overall intent of this legislation in objective? Community policing. Community policing. So going. what is your definition? Because it's a moving target depending on who you ask, as I'm sure you know. What is your definition of community
1: policing? For me, community policing is exactly what the word says people from the community who police who work in the police department and police the community they have an understanding of the community uh, they have relationships within the community which makes a police officer's job easier safer um and and helps the community understand the department if i'm a guy and i live on fairfields um and and my name's joe and there's a guy named jim that lives three doors down he's got a nephew named. Rob. Rob is outside cutting the grass. Uh, I see him. I wave at him. I don't know a whole lot about him. I've seen him a couple times. Joe happens to be a police officer. One night he gets a call to go to the Triple S store and he sees Rob outside selling CDs. I approach Rob in a different manner than I would an Alton Sterling because I know Rob.
0: Fair point but let me throw this at you because I think that this is one thing that is problematic about the approach. Let's say under your scenario a young man or young woman from a particular community decides to become a police officer and they have a home in the in that particular community and they're on the job 10 15 years let's say they move to a level or even get married to someone and they are now in a position where they want to either move up because we're talking specifically about black mm-hmm, communities mm-hmm. where they there are not a large number of of houses over a certain amount so let's say now they're in a financial position to where they can buy a house somewhere else under this under the auspices of what this is they would be prohibited from doing that if they want to stay
1: in that area. Well, that's one of the reasons why when you're negotiating, right, you go as hard line as you can. That's why we started with the city with the intent to have the parish as included. What if they want to move out of the parish? What if they want to move over to Spanish Oaks or one of these places in Ascension that's right up against the the EBR board? For me personally, that's not negotiable. Um, I believe that we should be. After keeping our tax dollars within our parish. Well, I have no
0: disagreement with that, but again, you're talking about the right of a person to choose where they want to live. And and what you're saying is, well, if you want to be a cop, you need to live in EBR. And if you ever plan on moving, don't take the job or quit or transfer or move someplace it's else. It's that simple for me.
1: Okay. And that 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 some and everyone's entitled to disagree sure, with absolutely. that. Absolutely. That just what you said right. just right there is it for me. But you, you tipped on a broader, broader problem in Baton Rouge, right? Why are we not developing communities in North Baton Rouge, uh, where people can live in in houses that look like the subdivisions you talked about? And 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 there are areas in North Baton Rouge where there are four hundred and five hundred thousand dollar houses, but those neighborhoods are never cover, covered in news stores. There's areas oh, and that, in North Baton Rouge. Yes, Hell, yeah, that's true. They, they, they're never talked about. They're never brought up. Okay, and there's no crime. Okay, there's no murders. Yep. True. In fact,
0: the the Grand or, or, or Harding Boulevard, mm-hmm. the stretch from Southern University all the way to Plank, used to be one of the most prestigious stretches in North Baton Rouge. And if I you agree. look at it now, it is, not, it is not so much the case anymore. So there are two realities that are going on here, and I'd like you to speak to them both. One is, that's true. That perception about North Baton Rouge is reality. Northeast Baton Rouge Parish also has... Baker, Zachary, and Central in it,
1: but we also have Forest Heights, Saint uh, Pies, absolutely, uh, absolutely, and 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 a host of other. But the
0: crime areas in North Baton Rouge, and think North North Baton Rouge isn't just Scotlandville for people who are thinking about it. It, I mean, it, it drops a little bit more, you know, southerly than that. But crime is an issue, and here's one thing that comes up that I'd like you to speak to because I've had problems with this myself, and and, and I think. There are people in the in the communities, the, the founding members of communities, who are retirees, who are not in a financial position to say, I'm just gonna go and sell my house and move someplace else. Mm-hmm. And crime is going on around them and people don't speak up. Right? I remember talking to an older lady about this maybe 15 years ago. I was doing a radio show, she called in. All her kids are gone, it's just her there. And she called in to complain about some of the crime happening in her community. And talked about it and said she was afraid to talk to the cops about it. I'm thinking, well, sweetheart, I think you, <laughs> you're on the radio saying this. And so I remember going over to, I don't know if it was Weller or some church in the area at the time. And it was one of those things about people who are afraid. What about the crime amongst black folks in the inner city and the absence of witnesses to say so-and-so is doing it because of the no snitch policy?
1: I think the no snitch policy exists within the police department too. I think okay. I think you can't you can't expect from the community what we don't expect from those who protect the community. Uh, when you have law enforcement officers who who see wrong by other officers sure. and don't comment on it, you breed a culture across across communities. So, but yeah. to, to specifically deal with it, I think that we have to quantify that this is not. We're the only city I know of. That breaks down crime by zip code. Right. So when you blanket 70805 and you say that the entire 70805 zip code is the most dangerous area. Right. I did a, a with with a tip from uh, a reliable source in law enforcement gave me uh, some crime statistics. The majority of crime is in a specific area of 70805. That's true. And, and so we but that's should, a media thing, though. The but, media does that. But the district attorney and those released uh, it that way.
0: Well, but but that's that's not fair because while we agree that there are people in the town who have that perception about 70805, which is a large area and, oh, by the way, is not all crime. It's not. And, and, and it's the minority of people in the area that are actually involved in the criminal activity. The majority of people are not. I've said that over and over again. From Hiller's standpoint, that is a function of the BRAVE program that they're getting money from. And I want—I'll come to that with you in a second to ask your opinion of it. But he's
1: trying to help. I don't disagree. But when you're when you specific speak on an issue and you blanket an entire zip code like that, sure. you create problems that that are is triggering effects. Right? It, it it causes problems for other people who are not living in the crime-infested part of these, uh, these districts. Yeah. And I believe we should deal with the crime. We should police those areas. Mm-hmm. And we should deal with, with thugs and criminals who break the law. What, do you, I have, what, do you, what would you do? I think and and that, to your point earlier, before you
0: get to that, something you said earlier about snitching. See, here's my position on that. I think you can, do, you can deal with both. If there are cases when officers see wrong and don't speak up, something's got to be done about that. There has to be accountability. I'll say that. But I say the same thing in the hood. I don't think it has to be, I think you can do both. And sometimes you can have both options. And this is a case where I think you should
1: have both options. But, but Clay, my pushback to that is, I don't think that we don't have a sense of accountability in the hood. Because people are, and I don't say it why. doesn't exist. I, I'm saying it, it needs to be there. I never said it, it, it doesn't exist. There is exist. no shortage of black males in prison. We are the most incarcerated place on the globe. And so there is not a shortage of people going to jail for breaking the law. Mm -hmm. There is a shortage of police officers who have misconduct going to jail for their actions. And whether we view a we, we have got to get to the point where we see murder as murder where we see crime as crime, mm-hmm. and we don't find all of these loopholes and excuses when someone goes outside of the law. Sure. When we see actions that make us cringe, that make our soul ache, that, make our, that make, us, make our children look away because we don't want them to see what we saw. And so when we have those incidents, whether it happens between a black on black person or whether it happens between a law enforcement, black or white officer uh, that, that, that goes beyond the law, that we deal with that, and that we are honest about that, that this is not a reflection of the department. This is an individual, and we're going to deal with this individual. And when you don't, then the department looks bad because you refuse to deal with the problem seeds within the department. I'll give you a prime example. There's an officer in the bl- that, that patrols the community. His nickname in the black community right. is Bruh Stupid, right? Yeah. And so when people in the community create a nickname for an officer because they've encountered him on so many different levels, I've talked to white and black police officers who said they tried to get rid of Bruh Stupid, but you can't because of civil service protection one of the main things we need to do is get the brpd from under civil service protection never gonna but, happen. but but that is something we or we need to amend the civil service protection rule that's a discussion because at the end of the day when you look at civil service it is so rigid it is so so buffer bulletproof type for officers that it is hard for any chief to be able to go in and deal with a problematic officer
0: so the discussion about firing officers, I've had this discussion with three or four former chiefs who have fired people who didn't do their job. And so the the discussion about officers don't get fired is not true. I know a couple of them that blew a bunch out for not doing their job. And as you know, that kind of stuff doesn't make the media, Mm-mm. but it absolutely has happened. See, here is, but what you just said is interesting. The discussion about those kinds of policies and ways to address that. And maybe and let me maybe, you know, and I don't know, I don't see that these kinds of discussions are going on.
1: I'll tell you, I wouldn't know the information if the conversations. So so
0: so so you have you have no knowledge if it is or isn't happening either.
1: No, we are having these conversations. Okay, every room I walk. Oh, so you're saying
0: what you're saying is because you have had. No,
1: no. But I mean, with 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 the officials at the top level, the mayor, her her staff. All the conversations that I've had with Carl Dabity, with uh, uh, Mayor Sharon Weston Broome, with uh, state representatives, with state senators, with 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 even Congressman Gary Graves on 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 one occasion, is about getting us and people in the business community, the chamber, uh, different different organizations around the community. We have exhaustively talked about how do you move forward with with civil service protection how do you move forward uh with with incentivizing uh policing all of these things are conversations we have
0: so you have sat with the mayor on these to have this discussion about these kinds of things yes
1: who else has been there we've had well mayor broom has only been in 35 40 days so sure. those state those conversations were as a candidate no, no. but i as mean well as, as, as right
0: now she officially has the job as of, you know, to January of this year, you know, chief of so, police, the okay. sheriff, so the district she, attorney, who, who, who facilitated the meeting? Was, Mayor Broome. So Mayor Broome facilitated the meetings on civil service policy. She had she facilitated
1: a meeting on policing, on policing. So it wasn't specifically to this. And in those conversations, so many things came out where the community uh, and, and, and before you move. And this is me doing the best that I can without divulging things that, that I'm not at liberty to say. But Mayor Broome has been active from the day she got in office about figuring out a plan that the community and the police department can respect. The chief of police was there. The district attorney was there. Colonel Mike Edmondson was there. uh, Sheriff Sid Gautreaux was there. The top brass in law enforcement was there. And some of the top activists, community leaders, and pastors were all at the table in this conversation. So I'm assuming, and and I'll stay away from that because it's my practice,
0: there were parts of this that were confidential and not for public consumption as of yet.
1: Yes. And and that is me not trying, but I can say that, that civil service was a part of the Conversation because that is not a secret. That is something that Chief Dabity that many of us have said publicly.
0: Was was the union represented there? No. Were the, was the union invited there? They were member. I'm not sure of that. Okay, so you're not sure if they were invited. You gonna work for the mayor? I do
1: not work for the. No, mayor. no. I said, are you gonna? I know you don't no, right now. No, not okay. interested in working for the mayor. So y'all have not had a conversation about it. Not at all. I am not going to work for the mayor. The mayor has never extended me a job offer. Y'all never talked about. Never. It. <laughs> I, I
0: kid you not My hand to God So y'all have never talked about you going on her staff Never You were at her press conference last week I was Why? Because I'm a part of the task force Okay You, you started off talking about the police department I want to come back because I've I kind of gotten to know Sandra a little bit And I, and I want to end on that and, But I didn't want to put it in the middle of everything Started talking, off, talking about the police department I asked Sergeant Taylor when he was here two weeks ago about the impression that young black men have that they're being targeted. And as you heard, he, did, he, he didn't hesitate. He didn't bat the question down and he talked about work needing to be done and he talked about his interaction in the community and he told a story about somebody who had a bag of something on him. And If, if someone asks you, doesn't know you, they're not from here, but they run into you at a supermarket or they run into you uh, you know, somewhere around town, and they see, you know, the, the police department here has talked about a whole lot. Uh, what do you think about them? What is your
1: answer to that question? We've got work to do. Simple as that. We've got work to do. There's some good men and women in the department, and there's some bad apples. The quote is, a bad apple spoils the bunch. Um, and whether that is that bad apple uh, gets, and and their habits are picked up by other officers, or whether, um, that bad apples actions uh, stain the image of the department. Um, we have got to deal with the bad apples and the problems that exist within the BRPD, and I believe when we do that, that the community and the police relations will improve in Baton Rouge. You know, one of, uh, a dear friend of mine
0: who uh, who pastors a church in what we were talking about, 70805, Charles Wallace, mm-hmm. okay, does a lot of work in that community and I've helped him with some things there and I know his commitment to young men especially
1: and I go to church in 70805
0: so you know the area and the dialogue has been uh, as we sit to record this there are alerts coming out the wazoo about the weather and the sun is shining outside (laughs) but there is the dialogue is not Productive. The, the, the tone of the dialogue is not, pro, is not productive. I, and the reason I say that is because you and I have talked more about some of the specifics of different areas in this conversations than you generally hear, at least for the public to know about. Now, that doesn't include the meetings that you've attended and meetings that others have attended, which I'm sure there have been productive versions of them, but it's not what you see publicly, right? People have laid a lot of that at your feet, mm-hmm. they blamed you, okay? the posts and things about rusecollection.com and things that you've said there, do you take responsibility for the nature of the tone of
1: some of this dialogue? I think all disagreement is not bad. I think that when I speak from a racial perspective, uh, there's automatically a defense mechanism that goes up for some people. But the reality is there is a racial undercurrent and tone to much of this. And together, Baton Rouge released a, a, a data report that. in the last week. I uh, saw that. that. talks about how young blacks and young whites are, or whites and blacks use drugs at the same rate. But the zip codes, the, the black zip codes of Baton Rouge, there's a higher arrest rate. even Because though the use- concentration is higher there. White kids are smoking pot, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but again,
0: I don't disagree with that. Absolutely. But the concentration because of groupings are different. It's like, let's say you've got 50-50. Okay, 50-50. 50% 50 white kids, 50% Mm -hmm. black kids, and... Among the white kids, there's some in South Baton Rouge, there's some in Bocage, there's some around camp, a lot around campus, there's a some lot o- around campus, r- right? There, uh, there, there's some over and you know, and 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 subdivisions around here on Blue Bonnet. But among black kids, it's about two or three areas. So the concentration is different, and so.
1: But but, but but even but, if the concentration but that's of, true of though black... would, would
0: you submit that that's true what the the, the crude in, uh, way i described it but but would you submit that that's true that because of concentration the groupings are different but
1: that still does not alleviate the fact that the numbers of white kids are is not the same it's not. Well, they're, it, they're not it, it, getting. Arre- they're not getting arrested at the same rate. Okay. For the if if you look at LSU's zip code, for instance, or the sure. area around Tigerland and all of yeah. that, the arrests are low in that area, which would suggest that white kids are not smoking pot, which we know is not the truth. That's that's fair. That is not. (laughs) And and so when you look at when LSU, if you just look at 70805 and the zip code uh, around LSU and you compare the arrest in those two zip codes, there's a high concentration of young white kids in that area that smoke pot, too. And there's a high concentration of young black kids in 70805 that smoke pot, too. And, And if we look at those two zip codes alone and we see how we arrest, there is a racial undercurrent by data that says that we are targeting to some degree african-americans see, more than others the, the everything you said up until the word targeting is because you correlation is not causation it, j- there are a, more a, cops tar- there are more cops in the black community for a host of different that's reasons right but it does not alleviate the fact that we know that this problem exists in other areas oh, and ab- we are not dealing with it there absolutely but i think that a kid is smoking pot for instance is not the same as a kid selling crack cocaine that's true. But the arrest rate for black kids on simple possession is through the roof. But for whites is not. So how there th- is a data problem there.
0: Well, I agree. And, the, and but 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 one of my things with the numbers is you can snapshot numbers. As you know, you can snapshot numbers and then come up with a correlation and then create what you think it is. And again, the percentages, as you talked about, it's it's kind of even it's more even than people would people mm-hmm. would know uh, based upon. You know, the the data you're given. But target is, do I think that there are officers who have it out for black kids? Probably so. I mean, let's, 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 but, 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 but but systemically to say that the department, because you can't know what is, what's in a person's heart, but systemically to say that it is a practice of the department to target, you have to have more evidence.
1: Well, the department admits that Sergeant Taylor right here said we police high crime areas more. Right. However, when and, and this is not just a, a fault of the police department, sure. right? This is a fault of systemic wholesale racism. Whether we, uh-huh. as, because if we look at how we do uh, from, from contracts, if we look at from how we do with education, if we look at how we do with criminal justice, if we look at the laws that have been on the books, we've got to be honest, right? America was not this land of the free, home of the brave when it was created, okay? It was the land of some free, some brave. Nice. And, and over time, yeah. because of people like Dr. King, who was unapologetically uh, uh, against what was going on in the civil rights era, Dr. King was not popular in his time. If you look at the polls, 60 sure. percent of Americans believed he was what we call now a race baiter. Right. But and, and, and most would say that Malcolm X was more radical than Dr. King. But it was Dr. King who had the longest list of arrest records when you compared him with Malcolm X. Sure. It was Dr. King standing up on the top of gas stations encouraging protests, encouraging boycotts. peaceful protest. I, and, and I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Anytime you hear me tell people to boycott yeah. or protest something, it is always going to encourage people to protest peacefully and let me tell you to, to answer your question, do I believe I'm a part of creating the conversation? Sure. Yes. Okay. But I cannot control where others respond to truth. And sometimes when we are defensive rather than saying where is there truth yeah. in what he says, and, and let me say something. I, don't, I haven't gotten to the point where so many people read the things that I write because I'm uh, a fool babbling, right? There is a segment of this community that feels exactly the way I feel. And, and I'm not going to even say pardon me, but sometimes we are pissed off because these are issues that have long existed. I'm 31, Clay. And, and as a 31-year-old young black man with a seven-year-old daughter in East Baton Rouge public school system that I love to death, right, as a man in this community, I did not create these issues. I am young enough to work the rest of my life to improve these issues. And the thing that people don't see, you don't see me in the backdoor conversations with our elected officials, black and white. You don't see the conversations at the tables with people like Rolf McAllister, mm-hmm. where we're texting back and forth about the issues because we care. And so I care about Baton Rouge. Yeah. And as a, as a result of that, I will continue to advocate and fight. But
0: the impression, okay, and you can't control people's impression. And you said you can't control what people will do with what they see. So let me just ask you flat out. Do you think BRPD is racist?
1: I think that there are racist elements to BRPD. No, that's a dodge. That, that, that is my answer. I will not blanket the entire department So as racist. So, which is it? Hot or cold? I, I, I believe that there are issues of racism within the department. Brian Taylor, even Sergeant Taylor, even said that uh, he represents almost all of the department. He does not. Uh, There are two police unions for the BRPD. There's the Magnolia Peace Officers, and there's the union that Brian Taylor represents. Half of the officers, the majority of the black officers, are part of the Magnolia Peace Union. The white officers are part of the the. the, Oh, now, you can't say... The majority of the white officers are part of the union that Brian Taylor represents. There is segregation within the department. But see, again, now that... That's and t- black officers think, have called me to talk okay, but, about some of the promotion okay. issues, some of the issues okay. where, where black officers are struggling. No matter how hard they fight, no matter what they do, they're still not getting the positions. The, it is true that no matter how many years you serve on the department, um, that if you serve a certain amount of years, you will become captain, right? But what is not said is you may be a captain that does not get put in a position within the administration, sure. right? And so you may have a black officer who reaches the role of captain because he's got 30 years in the department mm-hmm. but he does not get the position but that's in not the segregation that's a systemic issue but that's not when we, when we know what no, segregation is specifically to the fact that there are two different unions okay
0: okay so yes well but that's that's a choice that people have made but why well, I can't think, think I about know. this. Do,
1: if, do, you, do you do you know because they feel they are more represented by Magnolia than by the by the union? That well, I like to I don't know anybody with. with Magnolia. I'd love to talk with them. If you
0: know somebody there, tell them you got you got my number. We'll tell do. them call me and and because we take all comers here. One of the things that I wanted to do with this is it's so uncommon to have long form discussion in media now. Every everything's three minutes. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I don't do it every day anymore because I like to be able to talk with people for as long as I want to and nobody's looking over my shoulder. You know, this is this is. This is you get to get down in a week. (laughs) That's that's right. Um, But but again, back to the point, I don't think that that's a choice people make. Now, the nepotism, you kind of talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. nepotism mentioning family. Was that fair
1: to me? Yeah. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Because when you look at when you look at a department where my grandfather my mama, my but daddy. Why does that? Why does that say nepotism, though? If you're, if a family wants, that is it, the well, definition wait, no, 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 of nepotism. Hey, hang on, <laughs>
0: hang on. Let me get to the period, young fella. If if members of a family all want to serve mm-hmm. in a police department, and and they are stellar at what they do. Now, again, this is me asking a question from fifty thousand feet. Right. I I have no access to files or how promotions were handed out, and so I'm not speaking on that. I won't jump out on that ledge, but, but do you have that information?
1: So let me give you a very specific okay. uh, situation. When I wrote the article about the Salamone family or the, the Scrantz family, right, uh, I specifically did not say anything negative about Dwayne Scrantz or the family. Because every person that talked to me from the black or white community about Dwayne Scrantz specifically told me he's a fair man.
0: Based upon their interaction with him. Based upon
1: their interaction with him. And so why was it different on the other side? On the other side. Well, I mean, because, because
0: the, well, let me finish your point because maybe you're about to answer me before I ask. So Dwayne
1: Scrantz is a fair man, right? I have no problem if Dwayne Scrantz ends up in a position, right? But the timing, and these are some of the things that I talked to Carl Dabity about over time. The timing, the optics of putting Dwayne Scrantz in a position over uniform patrol at a time that is so heated, so charged up in our community, is the optics are terrible. Number one. Number one. Number two. When Dwayne Scrantz will be calling shots about uniform and, and, and uh, Noel Salamone will be calling shots over the special response team, which responds to protests in response to protests about their loved one. How do you make that from a non-biased perspective? It doesn't happen. Clay, you've got children. I've got a daughter. If my baby's involved, r- right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm on the side of my child. Right. No question. And and, and, and okay. so I would not right. put myself right. in a position where I'm calling shots. So then, with something where my so then, a family member are there.
0: Fair. But those are emotional decisions that we would make because we would not be we would be admittedly biased toward our children.
1: And they are admitted. But, but, they they but, may but, not be admittedly but, but, biased, but, but, but they're biased. But, and
0: that's the point. You don't know. And I don't know for that for that matter, what the system was and is to a degree that I can say. Fact, this happened that should have happened that ended up with this result.
1: Right? Is that fair? Is that fair? No salamone. Yeah. Should not be calling shots when this DOJ decision comes down. He shouldn't. Neither should. Define define calling shots. They should be. They should put. They should be
0: on leave. So let's say, because I have I have avoided this because, again, it's 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 something the feds have. Let's say the feds come down with the decision. To, and we'll take both sides to indict.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What reflection does that have
1: on the father to be able to do his job? He shouldn't. I, he should not be in that position, no matter what the outcome is, because if 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 it is to indict yeah. and and there's some type of uh, yeah. rejoicing, yeah. then he's he's put in a compromised position where his son is going to be indicted, and then he's forced to to, to respond to issues yeah. where his heart is conflicted with what happens. And on the other side of that, if there is no indictment and the community uprises, that is still his son that the that okay. the community is. I'll throw this about. at
0: you as an example of someone who went through something personally but it did not affect them doing their job mm-hmm. and it was when former chief laduff had his brother-in-law murdered mm-hmm. while he was on the job no one questions his ability to compartmentalize what he was feeling and i've i've heard him and talk about it and i've spoken with him a great number of times it was it, as, as i'm sure uh, most
1: people can imagine some more than others how jarring that is But he was able to do his job. But I think the difference in the dynamics is that's Chief LaDuff going out to seek justice over a murder versus someone responding to outrage and and cry over an incident.
0: I want to I got about three minutes here and and, and I and so that it's already writes itself that there's going to be a part two. But but (laughs) but uh, for for the benefit of the protests. Okay, I do remember seeing on the advocates website, I'll give you this. I I was watching. I was hooked to that when the protests were going on. You were trying to talk people down from the encroachment upon PD and some of what was going on. So I think you have an opportunity to be a voice even in advance of all of this happening to deescalate the emotion that's in the air. You can't tell me you don't feel the mm-hmm. the energy in this it town, and I have a foreboding feeling that something bad's going to happen because of this, and it could possibly be either way. Mm-hmm. Do you have a response? Well, I'm, I'm going to take that back. I think you have a responsibility to right now be about getting people to. If you want to protest, it is your constitutional right. Nobody can tell you not to, but not to burn stuff down, not to throw bricks through windows. And there are people who believe that that needs to happen. I disagree with that.
1: I think that Baton Rouge has been reflective of not destroying absolutely. property. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that it is not necessary for myself or anyone else to preempt what our community already showed character in not doing.
0: But right. We, but we both know, we both know what lots of folks are saying in advance of this decision that are different than the rhetoric from before, right? I and, think and, that and we probably have both heard from people and even directly. From people who are ready for a different approach to this this go around,
1: I think that protests will happen. I I, I, I have no doubt in that. Yeah, I think America is founded on protests. Sure, but that's and, not that's and not and what I'm asking I'm about. Make my point. I think that it is in the best interest of all parties to protest with dignity and to protest with respect. Now. I am not responsible. And and because I put, I, I wouldn't the, say I put you my body on right. the line and stood between protesters and police officers last time, yeah. and 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 if nothing that anybody learned about me from those moments, and not just myself, but a host of other people that stood between police and protesters in order to keep this thing together, right? To, to, to keep officers safe to the best of our ability and to keep protesters safe mm-hmm. to the best of our ability. I think that we have shown that we will rise up to stand for what is right regardless of what side it's on i'm for what's right but,
0: but you agree and well you've said it but i'll ask for a reiteration tearing stuff down is not is not the i'm option. not going to be a part of anything yeah. like that uh you know there's so much more to get into we didn't get a chance to talk about the mayor and, you know, the She's first, a good woman. The first uh, <laughs> 45, 50 days of her being in office. There's a lot to talk about. You know, I've said that I don't agree with the decision to, to blow out Dabity in this way because I don't think there's cause yet. Uh, if there was cause, it's
1: one thing I think it's it's I don't agree. And I've said it to Sharon. I think I think what the mayor is doing is picking our own folks. I don't think that it's it's a and and I, Carl will tell you this himself. I never called for Carl's job. Uh, throughout all of this uh, I defended Carl Dabbity as a person who I know is a good man Um, and I don't think that the mayor has any issue with Carl Dabbity I think what the mayor is trying to do is make wholesale change within the department to respond uh, to the issues within the community and there are some things that I will agree with the mayor on that Carl Dabbity has sat in a position and not dealt with certain things and as a result, she wants to just simply pick her own leader. That's what I think is happening. Well, I mean,
0: it's, it's been interesting. And again, it's, it's a longer discussion. And
1: Carl, Carl has said privately uh, and publicly, he's not going to stay anywhere he's not wanted.
0: Well, you know, that's the whole thing is just kind of odd, though. But, but you know, I just
1: wish that, that, that we looked at this no different than we look at her replacing William Dane.
0: Well, but it's different. I mean, it, were the rules different? It would be different. But it, right? It, and, and I mean it would be the with, same. And that's yeah. the problem with civil service. But again, those are not the, those are not the public discussions that, w- that we are that we are even having, at least that I've seen,
1: that the public can consume now. And, and let me tell you one of the reasons civil service hasn't been at the front of all of these conversations. Civil service can only be changed at the legislature, and yeah. the legislature has been out on recess that's until right. uh, this spring. And yeah. so many of those conversations have been happening with state legislators yeah. who, I believe somebody's going to take a bill. Uh, Denise Marcel? I, I doubt if it's Denise, but I believe that there will be a bill taken to the legislature okay. uh, to, to try and do this. Now, whether or not we can pass it, I'm not sure. But Clay, let me tell you before you go. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, because most people have never had a conversation with me or heard me uh, in a challenging conversation sure. about my views. And as a result, they judge a book by their own perception of who I am rather than the reality of who I am.
0: Well, you know, we're adults, and I think that adults can agree to disagree on things, and and that's kind of what I teach my kids, that every, and, and, and that's my problem with politics nowadays, that every disagreement results in going nuclear, and it's hard to get anything done. And obviously there's some things that we disagree on, but the, the conversation itself, and I think adults, and that's why kids can't communicate. You Kids go from disagreement to brawls. I wish, those to brawls real quick. I, I wish those brawls wouldn't end up on social media. That's a, that's a discussion for I another I don't day. share
1: those, nor do I watch them.
0: No, and, and that's one. And when I, when I find people who do, gone, because that's not good.
1: So you're not going to go to work for, for the mayor? Not at all. <laughs> you will never see me with a citybr.gov email address. Consultant? I don't know. Oh, so. I have not been asked about any of that. Um, but I cannot say at this, I, I, I consult for other people. Um, that is a part of what I do. And so I have not been asked, um, at this stage. And so I can't speak to something that, that doesn't exist. final
0: question. And then we'll wrap for, for a police officer who has heard you, they've heard you express your opinions on a, a multitude of things, at least in this first interview that we'll do. And I, I guarantee there'll be a follow-up and, and they have the perception of you that you're a racist. Not what, at all. what, what would be your response to them?
1: Let's go sit down and have a drink. I guarantee you, at the end of that conversation, you'll know I'm not a racist. I won't. I won't uh, pretend that some of the things that I say may offend people. I won't say that <laughs> that, that, that those things are not things that. Uh, some do you people, do that on purpose? No. No, I speak my views, hmm. um, and I believe that as Americ as an American citizen, I have the right to say those things. The same way a guy like David Duke does, right? Oh my um, God! I, and Did I'm you just compare extreme. yourself to I'm David going Duke? To the extreme, for those who believe that what I say is racist, I am not a racist by any form or fashion. My daughter attends one of the most racially diverse public schools in Baton Rouge. Let's not she, say what nope, that is. I, I'm not okay. <laughs> uh, and 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 love her best friend is a little white kid named William. Um, and I have no issues with the fact that William and Zoe play together every day. And I love it because to me, that's what America's about.
0: Gary Chambers with The Rouge Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, let's talk about being too aggressive or too conservative with your investment or your future planning. Let's think back in the year uh, 1999. Things were great. Yeah. Uh, Technology boom was happening. Yep. Silicon Valley. People were instant millionaires, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We all got excited about it. Little old ladies at the bank were taking (laughs) money, their $100,000 CD, and put it into the stock market and doubling the money. Right. The word got out. You got word from the Walmart checkout guy to, to buy some stock and you you considered it right what happened in 2003 everybody lost 40 50% yeah so don't get too aggressive at the same time most people have 8 10 12 years to retire the truth is when we calculate 3 to 5% the math works so you can actually reduce the risk guarantee your future income and never run out of money so so is it worth taking an additional risk and maybe have 20% more money or 30% more. The truth is it's all about your values and what's most important to you. Give me a call today. Two decades of helping people. Look him up at BrianLoweFinancial.com.
1: This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of the Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your hosts for the Waiting Room Podcast here on Podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions.
0: We're also going to shed light on the very ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do
1: what we do so subscribe today to get the waiting room podcast here on podcast225.com itunes and the talk 107.3 mobile app
0: welcome back to the clay young show so there you have it gary chambers our guest on this edition of the clay young show Quickly becoming the hottest spot in town to find out what's happening locally, statewide, or across the country. Got a few more big conversations on the way. In fact, I started working on another one today that I'm not going to divulge. I'd rather have it in the books before I let the cat out of the bag. But as for this discussion today, I suspect that some people will like what they heard. Some people will not like what they heard. And you get to make up your own mind. Gary came in, and he was able to express his positions and tell you why he feels what he feels. There were some areas in the interview where we disagreed, and I'm sure he will agree that that's fine. We're, we're adults, and that's the way it works, and you all know my position on law enforcement, and you know my position on the communities, and you know as it relates to what we do here on this platform, I think it it's... Good for people to be able to tell you where they stand and then let you make up your own mind. Wouldn't that be nice? And so I look forward to getting feedback from you. You can email me, clay at podcast225.com, clay at podcast225.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Facebook backslash Clay Young. And by the way, I never do this, but on Super Bowl Sunday and what a game, what a game. Poor Atlanta. My goodness gracious, 28-3 to in the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter, and you choke up a bit on on just the worst possible time. I mean, the entire year, you don't wet the bed like that, and then on Super Bowl Sunday, just absolutely, it, it was tough to watch. However, the rock star for my Super Bowl Sunday happened to be two tomahawk steaks. So this was the first time I'd ever had tomahawks, right? I'd seen them in, in, in a couple of places, and generally speaking, it's been a dinner when I just it was too late in the evening to eat that, that much you know beef in, in one sitting. And I posted a picture of it, just never do that. And the, <laughs> the reaction was unbelievable. By the way, to give dimension and perspective to those two steaks. That was probably about 66 ounces worth of beef in those, and with the picture of those two. They were huge, or some would say huge in that picture, the tomahawk steaks. A buddy of mine, Charlie Waltman, said, at least up to that point, he said, can I just say this? I think I'm paraphrasing. Clay's Grill has been the best Super Bowl ad so far. By the way, as an advertising and PR guy, that wasn't that hard. Most of those commercials blew chunks it was bad. And I uh, finally want to say thank you to the Open Eyes company, Jeff and Kelly The Duff are now advertisers here on the Clay Young show and on podcast 225.com. Uh, you heard the commercial and could check out their website. That yeah, look, experience in terms of security and threat assessment. I mean, they got you covered. So You'll be able to hear more about Open Eyes. We'll get him on at some point to talk a little bit more about that because a show that I'd like to have in the near future is one on security. We give up so much of our private information on cell phones and on social media that thieves don't really have to work as hard anymore. And the ones that do work very hard are pretty successful at the crap that they're able to put so many of us through. So we'll get him in to talk about being safe in the business, safe in the home, and we'll only give the sizzle away. You guys will have to pay for the steak. I'm sure they like that. (laughs) But thanks again for advertising here on the Clay Young Show, and let that be an example to you guys. If you want to uh, be heard here on the show, hit the digits as they say, 225-214-1550, and we can get her done. Until next week, thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show right here on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.